Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Citizens of Gotham City, Batman here, urging each and every one of you within the sound of my voice, tune into the voices of Krypton, my favorite podcast. Good day. I'm Ed Gross, and this is Voices from Krypton, the podcast where we speak superhero. And we also happen to be pretty fluent in sci-fi and action. When it comes to superheroes, it can't always be about bringing half of humanity back or stopping our planet from being terraformed by somebody with a dark side. There are those moments when you just have to embrace the silly. And that's what we're doing this time out as we go behind the scenes of Superhero Diaries, the parody reality show on YouTube that points out that superheroes are just like us, right down to the identity crises, love triangles, insecurity, hero worship, and so much more. Superhero Diaries takes us inside the minds and hearts of those special few who know that with great power comes great responsibility and a ton of personal problems. Superhero Diaries isn't concerned with which heroes come from which corporate entity. Thanks to the gods of parody, there are no copyright borders to prevent anyone from just having fun. So now go behind the scenes on the show in what is absolutely our most freewheeling episode as we turn to series creator Scott Zacharin and actor Don Jeans, who brings Batman a dark neurotic night to life. First of all, let's get a sense of the love for comic books or lack thereof. I have no idea. I assume it is love. When this whole thing started for both of you, uh, in the sense of your fascination with comic book superheroes. So Don, are you, uh, do you want to kick that off or do you want me to kick it off? Sure. Yeah. No, I'll kick it off. Um, I think mine started with the X-Men when I was a very young guy. My mom really wanted us to, uh, really wanted us to read. So she started buying us books, comic books. She said, what will you read? And we said, comic books are cool. She's like, yeah, there's words in there. That's fine. Here's all the comic books. Uh, And so then I became a big fan of the X-Men and and Wolverine and all of them. Um, And of course, always loved superhero movies. I mean, I can just, that's, that's my genre is love seeing these superpowers and all that. So that's where my love started. Now, of course, Don, I don't know if he'd ever played a superhero before, other than the fact that seven years ago, uh, I wanted to do, I had this idea of what happens when, from the Batman, third Batman, Christian Bale flies into the abyss, and we don't know what happened to him. So mm-hmm. I, it, our version was, well, Batman becomes the the uh, housewife, or excuse me, the house husband, Uh to Catwoman who's out there working for both of them and just to stick around. So I knew my friend Don, actor we worked on multiple times and said, uh, how'd you like to play Batman? And that was seven years ago. It may be more. Um, Don hasn't aged that much except for a little gray in your beard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little gray here. (laughs) So the, uh, anyway, I cast him. The piece was cool. And when I was doing this project, I was like, you know, Don, I mean, he's he's a little older now, but he's he's definitely young. He's definitely a lot younger than Ben Affleck, right? So, so I call him up and uh, and I said, "You want to you want to get back in the game?" And here we are. But it's a very different Batman. And that was a, oh, more just a little Batman. bit, yeah, just a little yeah. bit. You know, it's yeah. uh, 
Now, is that fun for you to play, Don? That this crazy oh, it's a ton sort of, of fun. insecure Batman? Yeah. A ton of fun to play. I mean, who wouldn't love to play Batman, first of all, but then to get to play him as he's almost like the, the original series Batman, a little more, he's a little more kooky. Um, and, and just haphazardly gets things done. I think like he, he has this, he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he does it anyway. I've, I've always loved those comedy characters, the ones like, um, Mr. Gadget and the pink Panther and all that. They, you know, they, they try, but stuff, bad stuff is happening and somehow it gets made into good stuff and they're not even aware of it. They're just like, ah, this blind confidence. So it's a ton of fun to play. And especially since, uh, Scott is letting us do a little bit of improv. I've never done so much improv on camera. Uh, and I had no idea that I loved it so much, but it is a blast to do. Yeah. And especially, yes, when you're working with all, all these other great improv artists and comedians, they make it so easy to work off of and be funny. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. That's very cool. I mean, look, I just watched, uh, I never watched whose line is it anyway. My sister, Lori introduced my wife and I to it last night, literally. And uh, I can't believe how funny that show is. I mean, these guys just super fast. Oh my God. It's like amazing to me. If you, we are, first of all, Don is the best. He's, he's, uh, and look, and I, I hate ass kissing, which, you know, on interviews, right. but, uh, you know, George Clooney has shown us that a Batman ass could be kissable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hadn't thought way, of that, but for okay. fans only, I don't yeah. want anybody reading into that. Yeah, really. There's no reason to, uh, although, you know, you know, we had some of the best improv artists uh, from the Groundlings. Mm -hmm. uh, we got some superstars, some of my favorite comics that I've, you know, recruited for years. So he's got Patrick Bristow and Phil Amar, who are geniuses at right. improv. And Patrick Bristow, who I, you know, have a pers personal fandom for, basically said, you know, uh, Don really liked working with you. He thought you're really, you know, amazing. And he says, all I did was react off of what Don said. Right. It's because I didn't know what he was going to throw at me. And then we built it together. And I, my favorite scene is just them sitting in the kitchen, um, you know, of what we've done so far. It right. just tickles me. And it tickles my editor wants it to be a, uh, its own spinoff. You know, Batman. The problem is, is that they are, you know, from they are co-characters and something. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm, yeah. I over sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's no but, question. It's a parody. But, but so, so we're moving toward this area, and this is. I'm not going to tell you everything, but it's slightly um, uh, exclusive first time. We're moving toward what you're calling a who's line. Who's line is it anyway? Mm -hmm. But we're going to do ours live. Oh wow. That's and cool. we're going to do it live in a way and the audience can interact. And so I'm going to keep going on this. So just think Zubira Diaries, we're moving toward, we're starting to do live now and we're going to be moving toward a place where we're going to do a, a big show that um, I think will get the audience and it will tickle you in the way of whose line is it anyway. That's with great. With the magic of live. That's right. Which is also, also always very cool, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're, and you're, and you, I guess you established already, Don, that you are enjoying this whole, the improv aspect of it is just like opening up because people can either stand there in front of a camera when it's an opportunity to improv and go, uh, or jump into it with both feet. Yeah. That, uh, and Scott, that's very kind. Thank you so much. Uh, and Patrick Bristow was an absolute 
sweetheart because uh, you know i was intimidated because this man has been in everything and is a comedy legend and he was very giving and kind during that scene uh and it, i thought it was really funny too we, we just got to do it over and over again uh, but yes i so I, i'm a, i do a lot of commercials as well um and for the past i guess 15 years and what we're always doing in the room for commercials you don't actually hardly audition with lines anymore it is improv uh, that's how you audition for a commercial. Yeah. You do improv. Yeah, you have a scenario, but you do improv with the other actor in the room before the pandemic. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and and it, it might be because I'm a little lazy, but I prefer improv. I'll just l- let me improv it. Um, oh, sure. Because riffing is so much fun and you find those true, slightly truer moments when the actors get to use their words. There's actually a book called Acting Under the Circumstances that says take a few pieces of the scene and then improv that. Okay, you got that? Take a few more pieces of the scene, improv that until you improv into your lines, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, kind of method acting. But uh, so this is really wonderful because Scott has a very great structure set out for his bullet points so we can hit those. So we have the scenario and I have all of these incredibly funny artists with Nina and Joe and Phil Lamar and Patrick Bristow and the rest of the cast, they're so funny. And so we have this, it's like, here's the direction, let's go. And it's, I, I feel like I'm playing all day. It's wonderful. That's great. You know, yeah. I, I'm enjoying the the insecurities of Batman in this, but I'm also enjoying, like, I know I really personally don't like Superman, uh, but <laughs> that's a joke. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. It's not a funny joke, but it's a joke. I got kryptonite uh, and I'm not afraid to use it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I love his anticipation of Superman coming. Is it Superman? Yeah. Is he coming? Is it Superman? You know, is that something right. you're purposely building for when you eventually do get to Superman at some point? Uh, yeah, I guess to answer it plainly, yes, but it's not really a plain answer. But to say plainly, yes, I'm building purposely building anticipation for when Superman comes. You know, it it, it is also partly a parody on the Justice League movie where it's like, ooh, don't put him on the poster. Nobody will know that it's Superman coming back. Let's make it a big secret. Right. So it is somewhat based on that. And, uh, you know, Alfred's like, he said you would come. Right. But, uh, but again, I, look, the, you know, I've always had a hard time fitting into a box, which is because it's so much fun to be outside of a box and do oh, sure. And experiment explore and pioneer and all that stuff it has definitely hurt me in a lot of ways too from mm-hmm. you know I, I had the executive job and things like that but i couldn't do that but i'm not answering your question it just occurred to me yes batman is a uh and so one woman has the, the you know the ex-girlfriend crush on and off again ex-girlfriend in between lois's right. um so she has her thing and uh you know, clearly Batman's biggest love in the world is he's his best friend. Right. They consider each other family, right? And Sometimes. what happens <laughs> what happens if your your brother doesn't seem to make the you know, that's true sometimes. Sometimes they just beat the crap out of each other for for uh, a new poster. But it it's just like your family. Sometimes they don't show up, they disappoint you, but then at the same time you're saying, yeah, is Superman saving the universe? And it's, oh, my brother just had a new baby. And you know what right. I mean? So right. we're trying to, uh, you know, look at everything that happens in life and say, now a superhero is doing it. Right. Absolutely. 
Yeah. You know, just as a quick tangent, when you brought up the Justice League thing, I did a cover story for that movie, the first Justice League for Geek Magazine. It was the most yeah. frustrating exercise of getting Warner Brothers to cooperate with anything because it was like, oh, no, there's no guarantee that Henry Cavill's coming back. Yes. Right. There. <laughs> I mean, yes, there is. There's no yeah, photo of Henry in this. In, there's no photos of Henry in this. Well, that's because there's no saying that he's coming back. He's yeah. coming back. We know he's coming back. Anyway. Well, they, they've kind of admitted it, right, in the last couple of days. Oh, no, I haven't, his, I haven't read anything. No. And is um, JJ's movie supposed to be Valzod now? Is that the... Uh, my understanding is that... Um, the, the TV, the Valzod one is going to be the one with Michael B. Jordan uh, for HBO Max. Yes. And that the J.J. Abrams is going to be a big screen, which I think is the Earth 2 Superman, who's a president of the United States or something. And he's super. Wow. I mean, I mean, talk about power. Uh, but right. Right. I don't know if that's the one they're using in the big screen or not, but I know that Valzad is is the HBO Max one. That How like, in the world would they not make that movie with that? You got one of the great movie stars, you know, of our time right now. Maybe he likes the idea of a six episode or an eight episode or whatever the hell they're yeah, going to do. I guess you know, so. You know, I guess Loki's budget, if you got that kind of budget, I guess that's different. Yeah. For you, Don, putting on the costume, I mean, as even though it's goofy and it's like, uh, it's like the armor, of course, like Batman, does it do anything putting it on or you just feel like you're goofing around? No, actually it does. Uh, I forget which book it was. Something by Malcolm Gladwell about, uh, putting on a uniform in the way people naturally react to you. And also you act as though you are dressed. Um, and so when you put it on, you have this utility belt, you have the cape and like, it's got the abs and it feels like a uniform, like almost like a cop's uniform that it, it kind of does. Like it, it almost immediately changes who I am and how I walk around. So here's the thing it rarely, um, and you and I were talking about this before the show, rarely do you think that there's this fantasy about an actor being able to convince you that if he puts his mask on, that he looks different somehow and he can keep, right. or they have all the technology and alien technology they can have, but the idea of scanning Batman's face and seeing Green Arrow with it, you know, is somehow convincing people that that's a secret identity. That's one of right. the great things of comic books, right? But we accept uh, that. How about glasses? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> there you go. <gasps> Superman. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Um, so, so Don kind of changes my mind on that a little bit because like the other day I needed him to do a, a quick ADR line for, um, because we switch location on something and he okay. gets on the mic and starts doing the voice. And I'm like, it seemed like Don was doing an impression of the, the guy who plays Batman. Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it is. Oh, it's because really you didn't odd. have the mask on. Right? Because I right. didn't have mask on. It really is odd how it changes. It feels different. Yeah. I, I spoke to uh, Kim Hunter from the Planet of the Apes movies for a book. And she said there's a scene in wow. Escape from the Planet of the Apes where they address the UN and he, she and Roddy McDowell asked if they could do it without the makeup on. And they said, OK, sure, no problem. So they're talking to people because their backs were to the camera and it wasn't Zero and Cornelius anymore. They said they had to put the mouthpieces on because right. they simply were not conveying those characters without the big yeah. snout mouth thing that the apes had. So right. I just so I do find that interesting. Yeah, and it's not like, and it's not to put Don, you know, so much on a pedestal as most actors who are amazing, 
you know, there's no difference between, you know, there's difference in personalities. When Nina stops playing Wonder Woman, she is definitely Nina Tar. Uh, she definitely is a different person because we would hang out on the set after the people who had to fly in, which is Don, um, Nina, and Joe. Uh, right. But America. So those people all flew in. So we got to hang out at night. It's like, she's so different than a one woman character, but at right. least you know, it's absolutely her. Yeah. So Don, should we, should we do a, uh, look, are you ready, are you ready taking, for it? I'm taking over the show again. Ed. All right. I don't care. I'm pretty laid back as you can tell. So it's Ed, Ed's a writer of, of many books. I don't know if you know that Don or Batman. Anyway, hi, how are you? I'm, it's good I'm to be good. here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks Thanks for joining us. We were hoping for Superman, but we got you and we're okay with that. So, you know. Well, you've heard from him. He's coming. <laughs> He's going to be here. I, 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 there might be. Might be. That would be wonderful. Just you to, get a lot of that, don't smell you? smell his musk again would be nice. Yeah, I would imagine. Let me shake his hand. He is so, have, you, have you touched him? He has a very firm but but soft grip. No, I haven't like experienced that. No, not yet. It's like shaking the hand of an angel. It's very nice. That's very. See, this is the problem. <laughs> Laughter and the whole damn thing. Uh, I'll have to edit that out. I could help you probably too. It's like, so, um, you know, Batman, uh, what was the best thing about your teenage years? Mm, well, um, I don't know. I don't have very good memories. It was just after my parents had died. Maybe uh, fighting in uh, in the dojo. The master would used to uh, spank my feet with bamboo until they bled, and uh, it was a nice release. I really liked it. Uh, um, that and uh, sometimes there was one time another kid was stealing candy from the store, and I stopped him. Uh, it just came out of me. It was like, "Hey, get out of here with that!" Did you return? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you return the candy? Yeah, we, we put, I, I did it in the, in the dead of night so that no one, we, he wouldn't get in trouble. Nice. Which also was a little weird because it set off the alarm, but that's neither here nor there many years ago. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What are you the, thinking? Oh, just go ahead. I was okay, saying, you're, in the, you're, you're in it, kid. Go. Hey, look at me. With the joy that you got of the bamboo on the feet, is that joy something you carried with you for the rest of your life? It, yes, yes. Yes, my extreme need to succeed and seek vengeance uh, derives a lot from the pain that I suffered as a child and from the bamboo whippings. Uh, he was a nice, kind bastard. <laughs> <laughs> nice what? Oh, but, uh, the weirder he, uh, part, he, hmm? Ed, the weirder part is if to hear him talk as Don with the Batman on, too, then it becomes a... Uh, Surreal. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not. It's not quite the same. You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Could you get the hell off this thing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right bye. Uh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Come back. Come back. I was. I don't know. Batman's oh, oh. He's sensitive, isn't he? Batman's sensitive. This Batman. Bat- he is. Yeah. He. So, but this Batman, I feel like he's just getting in touch with why he's been so mad for so long. Right. That's why he's an emotional wreck. Like he'll break down. And then he'll be happy, and then he'll try to go and take his mind off, and then he'll break down again. Yeah. So uh, it's a very, it's a, it's an odd, it's a Batman in transition emotionally. Yeah. Where will he end up? That's the question. Go ahead. 
And definitely like Batman, Batman sort of Don's character was definitely the lead in the first, you know, new season and all that would probably demote him after seeing the footage. So pretty soon uh, we're going to have Robin is going to be dark Nightwing and um, Don will be be the tennis boy, the uh, ball boy at the tennis matches. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Voices from Krypton will be right back with our behind-the-scenes look at Superhero Diaries. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is cast a cast of actors in multiple states. So all of our airings, when we do multiples, Scott is organizing three to four actors at a time in different time zones with their schedules, setting up their own equipment, filming in their homes, making sure the shots are right for not this season, but, but prior to this, the prior seasons. Um, and that was a, that's a monumental effort. And yeah. But honestly, well, you guys weren't trained for doing sound and, uh, and camera. I mean, you're good at it. You understand, you know, cause you're a commercial actor and you, you're uh, those listening to the podcast. Don is on a blue screen so that he can audition. Um, oh, really? So that is why, yes. He's, I don't know. It's done. Why am I telling? It's my uh, this is my room here. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's got a great mic and all that, but he's not talking to it. That's all right. We, we respect him anyway. You were saying a minute ago about how everyone's recording things separately and everything, but you've obviously done episodes where people are interacting with each other. Yeah. No, like where you- this is that's why we're calling this the beginning of the show. Because like I just once, watched an episode where they were playing, I don't know, it was football, it was Marvel versus DC or whatever yeah, it was in the backyard. Yeah. So it changed everything. I had people who said, Oh yeah, we like the videos. The people are like, oh my God, it's so great. Since you you I mean, we have good sound now. We have right, you know, we have you know, we have people who can you know hold each other, fight each other, you know, go swimming together. And it's a whole different thing. And also, like I remember Don having to uh do one scene with um the wonderful actress, uh, Harisi St. Cyr. I don't know. It's written differently than it sounds. Yeah. Uh, who plays Catwoman. And they were doing a scene literally where they could barely see or hear each other. It was on a rooftop and literally that to try and do an improv from, she was in LA done and you were. Yes. So the only problem with the, with acting with the cowl on, and I'm sure the, the larger movies probably put something else, but there's no ear holes here. So once oh, I once I put it on and somebody starts talking to me, if it's not loud enough, 
I can't like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, what's that? Yeah. What's that over there? And I will say with shooting, shooting. So that was last season. That was our, well, what we considered our last season, but it was started in the middle of the pandemic. And I, I was very impressed. Kudos because it, it was a web series that stuck and made it in the middle of the pandemic. And, and also kudos to the editors. The editors are outstanding. If you look at all the footage and, and what we have to do to make sure everything is copacetic, it's uh, they they kill it. They yeah, do great they do, Jake and, and Lainey. The um, they're they're very good, and they, but you know, so much of this was okay. So how do I make sure that I get the green screen to give us the best image? And different people shot it differently. You know, some people meaning like because they're not professionals. So right. that's probably where the that a lot of that job came in. And now we have, like, if you look at the new episode, the uh, DC versus Marvel fight scene, we yeah. have a lot of good effects. Our uh, One of our editors, our, our head editor, uh, Clint Carney, is amazing at it. I mean, it's like, even just look what he did with the opening. I'm like, look, we're not spending $400 million on a movie, maybe $300 million tops uh, right It now. looks like 300 for sure. Yeah. But, you know, we're spending nothing. But if you get, you know, if you get talented people and you try and, you know, limit the decision making, making and, you know, do things so that, you know, it's why movies like HBO broke out originally and some of the other shows broke out. They just uh, they let their filmmakers do their thing and they offered guidance instead of, uh, you know, an axe over their head. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it a tough show? I mean, yes, the pandemic of sort of certain complicated things. Is it a tough show to produce or, I mean, any, any creative effort, of course, is difficult in its own way, but I'm just wondering how difficult is it to do a show like this and continue? It's one thing to do a one shot, but to continue doing episodes. Right. Uh, the biggest challenge is probably the fact that we have three people out of state, um, meaning going forward, um, Don being one of them. Damn it, Don. Uh, yeah no we talk you know we're gonna we're gonna we have a long career together and a long history and and that has to have its third act so i'm hoping that that happens and you know a place where we can film in person yeah here here so uh but that wasn't your question oh how hard is it so well to keep this going figuring it out you know what i mean is we're figuring it out so the amount of mistakes we made in la well cost us um you know, we, the good outweighed the bad. Um, I, I'm very proud of what we got. We just didn't get enough of what we were supposed to get. Right. right. That was because I was like, okay, it's a little thing. I'll just go out to LA, get a camera and have a PA and all that. And, you know, oh, we should fly these guys out. And, oh, you know what? Let's get a house <laughs> and all that. And it had its next thing I know, we have a three-day shoot, you know, and the fact that it's so much of his improv is I'm constantly changing things for adjustment purposes because these guys are coming up with stuff that, you know, I, we're, we're sewing it together as we go. So yes, it's a very, to, to um, not have a props person and a wardrobe attendant and things like that. in this kind of show is, is a mistake and uh, the kind of things we'll fix. And for you, Don, I mean, is it, I assume you have a, a bit easier because you're not, you're remote and doing it that way. So how challenging is for you to keep it fresh and all that stuff when you're sort of isolated doing your thing? It's the, the, I, I'm going to defer to Scott on that. Just say that I think producing and writing it is one of the hardest jobs and making it make sense and making it profitable. I'm, I'm in awe. That's, yeah. 
that's a talent I do not possess and right. will not attempt. So my job, even though it's when the cameras are rolling, it can be taxing. The, the, the hardest part about the whole thing is, again, the cow is like a sauna for your face. So <laughs> yeah. in every video, just know that I am drenched in sweat. Right. I am, I'm pouring sweat because it's also foam on my chest. Right. So that foam is insulating as well. Um, the, and, and then one of the other hardest parts is I've been finding lately, I have to make sure, especially when I'm not wearing the mask and cowl, is keeping my voice uh, modulated as it was all along. Because some for some reason, I kind of want to slip in the country a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. this guy, like, hey, buckaroo, where are you from? You're not from around here, are you? Uh, so you I know what? To- Hey, there's it's in the character to me. I've never thought of it as not being part of the wove part of the. The only thing is, you, every once in a while, your voice drops out completely. Yes, and then I come back in because I'm I have like more of a you know it's like this. I was yes. trained for many years. Standard American accent. Standard American accent. Standard right. American accent. This will get you booked. So I go back into standard American, and I, I noticed in the football scene a little bit. I I hope nobody's going and picking it out. But I was like, take it, Don. Keep the voice on. Um, And that was, I guess, in the beginning. Because, And sometimes when you do this for long enough and you're running around and you're all upset, you're breathing heavy. I I cough so much that I feel like like it's like it's like a gag reflex almost because you have to do so much work back here. That's like that. But that I feel like I'm like complaining over nothing at this point because right. that's like that's all part of the fun is being Batman, someone else in a different voice with all these people. With such talented people, right? The um you know, obviously that those are the kind of uh stresses that an actor has to deal with. For me, it's always like if I don't have the right amount of people, um then and the right people then all it does is weigh super heavy on me now this is the complaining part of the show no but the uh because it's 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 hard to get everybody together it's hard to you know yeah i mean there's most of the challenge i think came from the fact that we're doing new things because now we've also adjusted uh a little bit um now that we have a couple actors in places we're kind of like we did a episode that's coming out monday where uh our spider-man uh has a date with our harley and when i say our obviously the parody versions of them yes of course let's emphasize that but that was shot in hollywood boulevard right so so in answer to your previous question is you know we're unleashed right and if we have another big shoot don is going to be you know flying over you know or i will fly him over because that's different but we got in the meantime we got to figure out how to i mean we're always figuring it out i mean ultimately you know, Don said, you know, he takes his hat off to me for, you know, making to a big success and so forth. It's like, we're working hard, but we're a little indie group, right. you know, where we, we have to break, you know, continue to do what we've been doing and continue to rise to be in business. I know that, the, I know that's probably a little heavy for, for your, the light, uh, no, it's all good. gross podcast, but I don't know if I, if I should be insulted by that or not. Uh, but. Um, I would feel complimented insulted. Uh, complimented insulted? Okay. It's like, it's a little Not heavy insulted. for the lightness of your podcast, for your lightly podcast. This is a little heavy, Ed. For, for, uh, yeah, for, for the airy no piece insult. of snowflake. For the little <laughs> snowflake uh, kind of, uh, you know, I, I keep having to watch what words I use right now, by the way. I don't know if you've... I keep, <laughs> yeah, I keep you got to be careful. Out of yeah, politics. I know. But on phone calls, I lose my mind sometimes. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I, I just have this image of the next one. It's like, hi, said gross voices from Krypton. Uh, I don't know why you're bothering listening, but you know, well, <laughs> I like to say something. Yeah, we'll we see. love you, buddy. Don't do that to yourself. Don't. All right. Go oh, oh, cool. no, do it. Do, do it. it. Of course, this yeah, is, the, this, really is a, this is a friend. Do it. Really, put yourself out. That would be so funny. Be all Eeyore. Well, nobody yeah. cares about the podcast anyway. You know. <laughs> so, but you know what? When you do go close to the mic and do it, sound, it gives me a little old-fashioned DJ quality. Kind of. Uh, People have said that to me. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, listen, no. listen to this great song from the Beatles, who happened to be my favorite. <laughs> so, like, doing a show like this and doing many episodes, how difficult is a to make any money doing this thing, right. especially online, because making money online is such a bitch in so in so many ways. Right. The other part of it, though, is um, uh, it, it, it's the money of it of all, but also just that. Well, I guess the money is a big part of it. It's how are you affording to be able to keep doing this and going right. forward with it? Right. Oh, and growing an audience. How difficult is it to grow an audience? But let's handle those right. as two separate things. It's all about audience. You know, you say you say um, it's it's all about, it's it's what audience, the quality of the audience, and to this audience um, comes back. The coming you know? back is the big thing. You get them to come once. Exactly. But after so that? you need you need to be sticky, right? So you know, if we get. 500,000 views on a video, then there's a lot you can do with that. I can make a video that's even better, but it gets 50,000 views and there's not much, you know, comparatively, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we're talking to advertisers about that, but that's really what it's about. So you have, once you have a, uh, an audience, then you have all sorts of choices, right? Then you go, do I want advertisers? Do I want host red ads? Like on a podcast, uh, do I want to, you know, do Kickstarters? Do I want to do, um, you know, uh, uh, licensing, take characters, make a movie, you know, all ultimately all doors open up when you have an audience and not, it has and an engaged audience is the next step. Right. Right. But mostly the problem with the YouTube followers and, you know, as a metric is that I don't know any adults who have YouTube channels other than right. my wife because I make her hit click, but I know lots <laughs> of kids who have YouTube channels, but they all watch it the same amount. Right. Right. It's just, and, but there's also, is there a risk? I know, look, I know you spoke to lawyers and made sure the parody was safe and all of that stuff. And I get that, but is there a risk that if the thing gets really popular, suddenly Warner brothers, Walt yeah. Disney studio turn around and say, they don't care if it's parody or not. They have the ammunition to come after it and close you down really with the money they have. I would imagine. Uh, are you worried about that at all? Or is that not nope. really an issue? Okay. then. I'm not worried for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, what I don't think they shut down Saturday Night Live either. Um, and, and there's a number there that are having uh, absolutely no problem uh, in, in a tougher, you know, it's, I think um, Facebook's a little tougher than YouTube uh, in terms of, you know, like we do, we do videos with mashups also where we, you know, did clips from other movies as punchlines and most, oh, yeah, they don't like that. No. Yeah. We can't, it doesn't make any sense because mashups also are, are. so, in, so you basically what you're saying, well, why wouldn't Warner brothers go after me? It's like, let them go after us. What a, go ahead. Make a, uh, go, do, go do a, uh, uh, first amendment rights argument and right. I'll throw it down with you. Yeah. You know, I, well, it just occurred to me. Yeah. It occurs to me, and I hate to make this comparison, but things like, oh, I don't know, Star Trek, Triple X, Superman, Triple X, 
where they have the costumes they're referred to by the characters and they're all having yeah. sex with each other that yeah. gets away nobody ever sued them yeah i mean oh who knows i mean back in one once upon a time uh dc sued uh uh, the Captain Marvel company, the real Captain Marvel, in my mind, Shazam. Uh, oh yeah, way know, back and, when. Yeah. And Shazam went out of business. So I mean that. Yes, and the laws of of parody are massively changed. I do, I wouldn't want to do it. Like if somebody says, no, no, you can use the characters and mix them. It, that's not what it is. It's a parody show. So a, right. I don't think they would ever come after us. If they did, I, I would take that as a beautiful compliment, and we shift the audience to something. Um, that we could also use our fun sensibilities based on what the audience has learned. Well, I would imagine too, for, and this is for both of you, I think, would, would, I would imagine that if, if the, and I'm not saying if the show works, the show's working with people, but if you turn into enough of success, does it open up the opportunity to say, okay, we can do a comedy show, but it's our comedy show, our characters, our, like move it away occasionally even to do your own creations, but hopefully that audience that knows what you do now Will follow you over is that part of the plan or is that like wow ed you're smart we have a uh, no you are very clever uh, don and i will talk about that after this call i'm but sure yes, agree. <laughs> we'll go the guy he's very clever he throws some softballs though he's a little light no yeah we want shows to like <laughs> nothing to talk about I'm here sorry. folks just stop coming oh, so, <laughs> oh you're doing the, this is his other 1-800 that, that was my mopey Mopey Ed, go ahead. I, I cried myself to sleep last night. Thanks for listening. This is... It, <laughs> yeah. Or I could say, this is, this is always one of my favorite memories. This is true. It's like, you know, when I was in college, uh, this girl that I knew, she she told me one day, she came up to me. She goes, you know, Ed, I was laying in bed last night and I thought of you. And I was like, wow. Then she added, and I laughed. I'm like, great. That's, that's oh, right. God. So after this podcast, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, bye. <laughs> the most yeah. podcast. But it gets a ton of viewers because of that. Well, he killed himself, but Matt, was he funny before he went? Anyway. Exactly. I can only do it once. I can only do it. Like, what was yeah. that? Uh, Daffy, Daffy, Duck. Daffy Duck. Right, right. It's a great yeah. trick. I can only do it once. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, um, what? So I think I, I think I answered that question yeah. for you, but I feel like I missed something you asked. Or Don missed. It was probably about Don. I was just asking for both of you of being able to, to turn it into something else to, you know, to sort of ah. use it as an opportunity for yeah. original material, basically, or that kind of thing. Um, so the answer is absolutely. Yes. I've done <laughs> okay. a ton of different things. Uh, Digital Sky also has a show called Rideshare that's that's online. Um, the difference there is they were all original characters. Okay. And, and definitely this does help on the, um, you know, the, finding your audience side, right. which that was very hard. You know, I was also trying to do something more noir, but from a comedy sensibilities, yeah, of course we're going to do new things. You know, it's <laughs> like Mel Brooks didn't do, you know, Blazing Saddles and then say, okay, let me do another Western, True. you know, or he didn't do Young Frankenstein. Let, let me try a young vampire, young Dracula. I interviewed Leslie Nielsen about Dracula dead and loving it. Yeah. And he said, and he said to me that first of all, he didn't know what movie Mel Brooks was making because when he saw the final movie, they obviously made two very different movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he felt Dracula should be all put upon and everything else. Um, but I did, I, I'm going to share this. I know it's one of my little tangents that Scott's already used to. Sorry to put you through this talk. Uh, when I interviewed Leslie Nielsen, though, he said to me, he goes, he's trying to describe his humor, his, that parody humor that he did. And he said to me, uh, he goes, yeah, and like when people watch the Naked Gun movies and they see O.J. Simpson with me, 
they know something bad's going to happen to OJ. So I leaned into the phone. I said, uh, were you in Brentwood? And his response oh, was, but this is Leslie Nielsen's response. Oh, I shouldn't even be laughing at that. Yeah, well, that's what makes him funny is, is yeah. he's just played in an airplane for sure. He just played straight. Yeah, but the, um, the, other, the last thing really, I think, on this is, is just kind of get a sense of the, where it's going. I mean, how is this thing evolving from where it is now? Do you see it going as it continues? Because these things, a parody can very easily fall into. Look at the Naked Gun TV show. You had six episodes. By yeah. the end of the sixth episode, it's like, oh, my God, I've seen this six times already. They suppose uh, that every joke from it. Yeah. Yeah. So how hard is it to keep that fresh and to, and to evolve the show itself? You know, it's a parody of multiverses. That's mm-hmm. a big part of it is now that Marvel and DC have basically shrugged their shoulders about having to explain anything. Yep. Uh, so- <laughs> It, Everything's it, a multiverse. Now there isn't there suddenly, oh, it's such a coincidence. They're both doing it at the same time, right? After they did on television, which. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to parody those as they come in. Okay. We're gonna, as those movies come in, those multiverses come in, we're going to have a F load of fun. I should, I, am I allowed to curse on this thing? Uh, I may cut it. I may not. I don't know. But you could curse if you like. I don't what know. if I, every good uh, answer, I'll put uh, the F word in between. I'd rather you not, because then if I do have to edit, it's going to be a pain in the ass, frankly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you, if you want to be that way. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need my life complicated, Scott. Yeah. I'm already suicidal. Can't you tell? Uh, from my no, messages. Dude, they'll call it. Don't, don't do that. They're going to call a hotline right now. Yeah, People they will. Are. That's right. You know, I'm listening to this guy, and he's like, he's really annoying because he keeps talking about killing himself. But he won't do it. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're pretty funny. I have my moments. I have my moments. Um, anyway, I mean, is there is there anything that sort of uh, I, I have heard the comment about it being lightweight? It's a parody show. What am I supposed to talk about? Uh, but that being said, is there? Ask a hard some, question. It, that is, isn't it? Um, yeah. What what for you? What is there anything you want to get out there about the show? Either one of you that we're not we haven't talked about that should be out there that people should know about it. Nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna, this, is, this is my this is my pitch for the show. Is that you, you've seen a lot of parody shows, but you haven't seen them done and produced so well uh, with with the real footage cut in between. And also, you have. So I, I'll speak to keeping it going. Is we do come up with some things in improv that can be used for other scenes that come up in the spur of the moment. So not only do you have this plethora of footage and backstory from Marvel and DC, anyway. But you also have actors playing them how they haven't been played and giving them human perspective and then coming up with things in the improv scenes that can spur off other scenes as the series goes, series goes on. So I feel like there's a lot of longevity there. Um, and then it, that's, that's it. That's my thing. Is, is, is you, you, the editing's great and, and we're going to keep... I'm gonna, and I say that with so much confidence because I believe it's God. We're going to keep putting these episodes out to build that audience that we speak of. And um, that for that too, it's just a little hard to get the click through on a regular social media page. So I've been studying the social media antics to, to get those, those click throughs up. So to, to answer that question, I would say that, you know, you'll always have different ideas. I did a show called Upstairs Girls for seven years and it was, sometimes I was surprised, but, that how how many ideas that are you know were always there and could be evergreen to do right just see them in your life um and then there's you're always giving input you know it's like you know if if uh uh 
Tom Petty died that's in their world. Uh, you know, we're constantly used to, you know, for, for example, uh, Saturday Night Live will always do their opening and it's politics. I, by the way, I would love to do politics. Uh, and okay. one day you plan on getting there, but I don't think this is the show for it. Um, no, you'll alienate half your audience probably. Yeah. So you better be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to be clear, I'll alienate about 25 to 30% of my audience. Okay. Uh, 25 <laughs> to 30%. Okay. Without my saying anything else beyond that. Um, yeah, so I am not worried about running out of ideas. I, I know that the pop culture changes, we'll bring in new characters. Don is going to make a shift that you'll see coming up that I won't tell you about yet. That'll you'll be like, oh. So I hope. Am I gonna do no. oh, okay? Just so I know. That's that's what I'll do yeah. in response, huh? That's called the secret sauce. Well, that's it. We're parodied out. Actually, we never parodied out. But we hope that you'll check out Superhero Diaries on YouTube. Also, check out our other podcasts, Vampires and Slayers, the title of which says it all, and TV Retrovision, devoted to the worlds of classic television. But most importantly, please subscribe to the Voices from Krypton podcast. Tell your friends about us and give us-